Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Dating is a lot like marketing. You're kind of selling a product, right? Yourself, but not in a literal way. And your potential suitors are the buyers. Will they buy you and take you out on a date? Or will they deny you for the next product out there? It's all in your hands. And if dating is like marketing, it's time for you to put your best self forward. So for those of you who may have heard, I did a TEDx talk last year, and it was called How Marketing Yourself Attracts Love. And you can check that out on my website and YouTube. But what I talked about is my philosophy on finding love and how my own story changed the paradigm to which I teach. I mean, up until I had my red dress moment, a lot of you know my story, I believed in working from the inside out. And that kind of changed when I had my story happen, when I put on my red dress and all of a sudden I started moving into the world and people started noticing me. And then I had to really get used to being seen. And so that's where everything started. And that's what I help people with. And I now believe that you have to work from the outside in in order to increase your confidence, create charisma, which ultimately attracts love. Now, it's not about changing who you are. This is really important, especially in the discussion today. It's about marketing yourself so that someone gets to know who you are. Because at the end of the day, people fall in love with people who love themselves. But if you're not seen, if you're not heard, then your love may be passing you by. Because you could do all the inside work, you, you know, you'd be the best person. But again, you might be invisible to those who are passing you by. And after years of working with men and women from all over, I mean, different backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, beliefs, what I have learned is that how you are showing up externally can literally shift the way that you view yourself and in turn how others perceive you. And I believe confidence and charisma are at the core of achieving our desires through experience and action, which includes how you promote yourself. In other words, you choose you know, the clothes that you wear and the body signals and the energy that you send out into the world. And that has an impact on you, even internally. And of course, the formula that I use that is called the Charisma Quotient. I don't know, some of you didn't even realize the name of this podcast is the formula in which I work. And that builds confidence and makes connections, finds love using three pillars. And I focus on style intelligence, emotional intelligence, and social intelligence, which impacts your ability to attract the right relationships for you. There is a story that kind of reflects this whole thing that we're going to talk about today that I tell often. I haven't told it in a while. This woman called me up after not dating for, oh gosh, it was probably like 25 years. And she's like, Kimmy, I don't know where to start. I never dated. I was in a long-term marriage. I found myself getting sucked into the vortex of work and taking care of my kids. And I have no idea where to start to put myself out there. So we did an intensive together. She flew out to LA. We were going to go shopping and do a photo shoot and, you know, kind of my signature thing that I do with people. And as we were sitting down, just taking your history, I realized how much she was giving her power away. She was apologizing. She had been married to a narcissist and she was always like giving, giving, giving and never really getting 
anything back, but a lot of it was on her. And that's what we talked about. And so the first thing I needed her to see is just how beautiful she was to really like put herself out there because she had been in a rabbit hole. And so we went shopping and we're walking through the doors of, of a big department store and she looks up and she just starts bawling. And I said, what's up? And she says, well, there's something I didn't tell you. I said, well, what's that? And she said, I cover my mirrors and I haven't looked at myself in 15 years. And now if I had been a traditional therapist as I was, I probably would have sat down and did a little cognitive therapy on her. But no, that is not what she needed. She needed to see herself differently so that she could market herself differently. And so I said, I totally get that. And I'm so glad you told me, but I want you to just do two things for me. I want you to put this jacket on. I want you to put these boots on. I want you to twirl around and look in the mirror and just give me five. Just give me five. And so she did it and she looks in the mirror and it's one, two, three, four, five. And and she just kept staring. And then tears started rolling down her cheeks again. But this time it was, you know, tears of joy. And she said, oh my God, Kimmy, I haven't seen myself so beautiful. And then I started crying and we started hugging. And then we were just, I I created a monster quite honestly from there because we started skipping through the store. She was just on cloud nine, trying on all these clothes. She was trying on clothes with the door open. Okay. Like this is a woman who had all this body shame and something just kind of lifted her up. And from there, there was a snowball effect. You know, we, we went to the photo shoot. She saw how great she looked in the photo. She put those photos online. She started dating up a storm and bam, she met her guy. Now, I tell it as another fairy tale story, but really it all started with the way that she needed to see herself and market herself so that she saw her worth. She saw her value. So that is why the man did too, because she did not attract a narcissist. She attracted an amazing guy. So in the end, marketing yourself for love not only is a legitimate gateway to lasting confidence and connections, but it can advance relationships in a short amount of time. And by being okay with who you are and using that confidence to the best marketing tool, you'll increase opportunities to attract more dates and the kind of people into your life because you're shining your light and you're finding your voice. So with me today is an amazing woman who certainly knows how to help people put themselves out there first and self-promote in business. So much of what she teaches can be applied to your love life as well. Wait, She is an amazing woman. She's an award-winning copywriter, founder of Talking Shrimp, the author of Tough Titties on Living Your Best Life When You're the Effing Worst. I love these titles. She's written TV spots for clients, oh, you may have heard, like NBC, HBO, Fandango, and Bravo. And she helps entrepreneurs find words that make buyers go bananas. Her course with Marie Forleo, The Copy Cure, helps you find your voice and sell your anything. And she's seen firsthand that putting you into copy and all through your business is pure magic for getting people to love you up, share your ideas, and happily click your buy button. (laughs) Welcome, Laura Belgray. Hi. 
<laughs> hey, Kimmy. Thank you. I'm laughing at the end of my bio because I, I'm sure there are people who want to have their buy button clicked. I know. Uh, I'm, that's why I was laughing. I'm like, oh, we could go there. Yeah, we could. <laughs> can can the person find your buy button is the question. Oh, my God. Well, maybe, yeah, if you have good copy and we could yeah. certainly like there's so many buttons to click when it comes to this stuff, right? Yes. That's hilarious. It's so funny. We were thinking the same thing. Anyway, I'm I'm just thrilled that you're here. Um, we had met at a conference and I heard you speak and I was just so inspired and um, just love your vibe and your message. And you're just a wealth of knowledge too. And I just kind of chuckled when I saw how you really, you know, help people with promotion and their business. And so much of it is applied to love life. But um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I know a little bit of your story, but I don't know really all of it. How did you get into doing all this? I mean, it depends what you call all this, but I assume you mean this <laughs> online business thing that we're both in, um, which uh, requires a lot of self-promotion. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I got here by way of TV promos. Um, well, not really. That is what I used to do. I used to write TV promos and I did it for decades. And then I met someone in who you mentioned in my bio, Marie Forleo, in hip hop class at Crunch back in uh, 2003. And the story is relevant because um, I you know, I wasn't looking for a business mentor mentor, or I wasn't at crunch to find in hip hop class to find someone who would help me pivot, find my next work avenue. Um, but it so happened that we, we became friends and would walk home together from class. And she would tell me about her business and things she was doing. And like, oh, I, I have a group call um, like a, that. I It's for my coaching group and I do it, you know, once a month and they pay, you know, $1,500 a month and I have 20 people in it. And I was like, wait a minute, you make that much money from a call every month. And I was fascinated by it. I didn't get into it Um you know, right away, years later, she helped me with my website. Like I, I kind of, I didn't think that stuff was for me um, for a long time. And when I was creating a website just to attract new clients for my promo work uh, as a freelancer, I showed it to her and she said, you're going to have an opt-in, right? And I was like, a what in? And she's <laughs> like, you need a thing that captures email addresses. You need to give them a freebie, get people to sign up for your emails, for your newsletter. And because uh, she said, your list is gold. That is everything. Um, and I didn't know why, but for once in my life, I followed instructions and did what she said and started building an email list and, uh, and I took her business course, B-School, and um, it took a while for me to go from, I started blogging and just having fun with that. It was just a creative outlet. And it was a long time before I started selling anything like services, helping people with their copywriting and then courses to help them with their copywriting. But once I did, I ended up segueing from promo work to one-on-one -on -one clients and then to courses to help them. 
And that's how I got into this whole um, weird world that we're both in, the, the, the space, I like to call it. But back to the idea of, back to how I met her, uh, this person who changed my entire life. I mean, she was not my, she did not become my life partner. She did become my business partner in a course that we have together that has, um, that makes me a huge chunk of my income, like a large percent of percentage of it and absolutely changed my fortunes. But I found her, I became friends with her and connected with her just doing something that I loved. Mm. And uh, I found that, and that's also, I mean, I found, uh, I found, found, met my husband um, going to a party that I wasn't going to go to. So it's these chance things where, you know, you're like, what the heck? Why don't, why not do it? Like when I started hip hop classes at Crunch, I was like, you know, nervous about going, doing a new thing in a new place. And I wasn't good at hip hop yet. And, uh, but I started doing it and loved it so much. And just because of it, like made friends with Marie there. Um, so it just speaks to the power of doing things you love, being passionate about them, connecting with people who are into that also, or just following a gut instinct to go go to something that even if it's inconvenient, um, you might like you might have other reasons why reasons to stay home or to do something else. And uh, you never know what it could lead to. It's so true. And it really, and but it, it's also putting yourself out there. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, you could be passionate and have these hobbies, but it would have been very easy to just go to the hip hop class and not talk to Marie or yeah. wherever you met your husband, which I want to hear, by the way, of course, uh-huh. <laughs> um, like it, it, there, there, there's a sense of self-promotion that goes on when you're connecting with people, if, yes. if you think about it, because otherwise you could just dance in your own lane and in your own head mm-hmm. and not even see the world around you. And so I, I'm curious, kind of that first conversation you had, whether it was with your husband or Marie, like when you, when you went to these places, how, how did it all happen to connect? Yeah. Um, well, Marie was a very different case because I, I wasn't looking to be friends with her. She was really annoying to me. She was, she had the <laughs> most, like the most perfect body you can imagine and still does. Um, bouncy hair, never seemed to break a sweat, even though she danced the hardest of anyone, hit every move. She was always the instructor's favorite, asked to demonstrate the routine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's so annoying. And she was very perky. And he was talking about a special like striptease class he was going to offer. And she's like, can we dress up and make it really fun? I was like, can we dress up and make it really fun? I'm like, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then one day she, I don't know, I saw a bunch of people talking to her and she just seemed nice. And I, I think she was back from a trip to Chile and I was interested in that. She was talking about it and she was really tan, which was annoying, but I um, just introduced myself to her. And I was like, I want to hear about Chile. Did you love it? Should I go there? I think we just started talking about that. And I just had this instinct to like, I don't know, be friends with her instead of hating her. And I found (laughs) her to be really nice. And so I couldn't hate her anymore. But, um, yeah, I just went up to her and connected with her. I had no agenda. So, Uh which was, which is nice. It's nice when that happens, you know, like, 
you meet someone famous or you see these stories in, you know, in the movies all the time. It's happened to me. You meet someone famous, but you have no idea who they are. Yeah. And they're just taken aback and refreshed by you because you don't seem to have any agenda because you don't. You're just right. being yourself with them. So I think that was and uh, Marie was not yet famous. Now she's very well known, like walks down the street and people approach her. But yeah. still, but still, she was already someone who got approached by people if she was at an insider event or something. So she could have she would sense an agenda. She's somebody who would smell it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love what you're sharing too, because I don't know if you're realizing it as you're saying it, so much of what was kind of going through your head it equates to a lot of things that I work with people on, you know, like when it comes to dating, they'll see like a hot guy or a hot woman or some, you know, and, and people get in their heads and then yeah. you start having an agenda, right? Right. But it really has to do also with your own level of confidence, right? Because if yes. you let go of caring and just connect with people as people, then that agenda and anxiety goes away. And then it's a more authentic connection too, which yeah. is huge when it comes to, to me, self-promotion, because if you have an agenda while you're marketing yourself, then it's inauthentic. There's another reason. And people, like you said, people smell that like that's not. Yes. And, and if you're trying to do that with some person you're interested in, you're already setting a bad precedent of the connection because it's going to be lopsided somehow. But I love how you just kind of took <laughs> your own theory of this woman of like, oh, I hate <laughs> her, meaning jealous, aka jealous. Yes. Right. Into, like she was just a normal person and real. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens all the time in the real world, even with dating. Yes, it does for sure. And it's it's funny, like self-promotion in business is different from dating in certain ways because mm. you do have an agenda. I mean, if you're, if you're True. talking to somebody, if you're talking one-on-one -on -one to someone and you want to sell them on like say joining your program or buying something from you, um, you do have to be for it to be an authentic conversation where they don't smell like pushiness and desperation, you do have to be interested in them and their welfare and, yeah. uh, and feel confident that what you have to offer is going to, um, is going to benefit them and that you're not pushing on them something that they don't need. So you do have to, uh, you do have to come from that place of interest in them and not purely the agenda to just sell, no matter what it takes, sell. Um, however, when it comes to promoting yourself and putting yourself out there, uh, like, for instance, my book, which came out in June, like yeah. I've had to do so much self-promotion and so much pushing of it and um, you know, follow-ups and asks and favors and, hey, would you put this book in the window? I just asked someone that yesterday and today it's in the window uh, in time for like the Christmas shopping at this bookstore. Um, you like you do have an agenda and there's no there's no way around it. Mm -hmm. um, and but the thing the what's really different about that kind of self-promotion, like business versus dating is that in business, 
it's it's okay if you annoy people. It's okay if right, you're too that's much. Right, that's so true. <laughs> yes. You have to you you yeah. you have to drop the fear of being annoying. You have to drop the fear of being judged. I think in in dating and marketing yourself, you also have to drop the fear of being disliked. But true. But you don't want to you don't want to come in so hot and hard and happy that you're like, how about now? How about now? Do you want to yeah. date me? Do you want to date me? Right. Like, do you think I'm pretty? Um, I want to go out favorite. tomorrow at five right. o'clock. Are you available? Out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. available. Uh, right. You know, you can't, you, you can't be so relentless, but when it comes to putting yourself out there and marketing something that you are offering and you want people to buy or a movement that you want them to be part of or any of that, sometimes you have to be relentless. So that's different from I'm glad dating. you mentioned that. Yeah. And there's a different copy, if you will. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny because I was just talking to a client yesterday about her text exchanges. So what you do with business, like I do with copy on texts, you know, when it yes. comes to flirting. And we were talking about the difference between being aggressive and assertive versus mm. using feminine communication. Like as a woman, like you don't want to say, and, and this woman, she literally, like, if you looked at her copy, it was so aggressive. Like, wow, that probably would work in business. I'm <laughs> like, that's brilliant for business. And she's yeah. a businesswoman. She's like, well, I'm not available Saturday, but um, Sunday I'm available at 5 p.m. And these are the <laughs> restaurants that I want to go to. And then I said, oh, my God, you're going to scare the guy. Like, no, you know, so we had to like really kind of rework her copy mm-hmm. and yeah. put it in in ways of feminine communication, which I always tell women, it's kind of like dropping the hanky, right? Like you don't want to crumple it up and throw it at them. You're just like, oh, well, you know, actually I'm available this weekend and these are the foods that I like. And then you let him plan, you know, so there's different ways of getting the same result. But yes. to your point, there gets to be different copy and pacing with all of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I think what's similar is among many things is, well, A, that sometimes you have to change your communication style, whether it's business or ah. dating um, and uh, like a, a change it to fit the, the audience that you're talking to. But you don't want to change yourself and shape your personality to fit a person oh, or yeah. an audience. You and you never want to try to be for everybody. You never want to say like, well, I, you know, I like in dating. You don't want to say like, I love like I love Real Housewives, but I'm not going to tell them that. I'm going to pretend I only uh, my only um, form of entertainment is Godard films. Because right. you you can you don't want to fake it there, and you don't want to fake it in business. I see so many people, especially um, business owners in the online space, coaches, experts, people like that, putting on a facade and using language they think they should use, and pretending to be one way when they're totally a different way, pretending to be spiritual spiritual when they're really petty. And, um, and very shallow. And I am and without realizing that some people would love them for being petty and shallow. Like, that's the kind of coach I would want someone who loves other people's drama, but you know, 
not my, not their own. I'm and... so glad you're saying this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is the same as dating what you're saying. I think right, applies. Yes. I actually have a, uh, a term, I call it shape shifting where yeah. like people are on a date and that a lot of people pleasers do this where mm-hmm. they'll, they'll say something that they know the other person wants to hear just yes. to make a connection, just so that they are liked you know, kind of thing. And then what happens, just like what you're saying, like in business, we would call it avatar. Like you're attracting the wrong avatar for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, same thing with dating, you know, because if you want somebody who is a giver, yet you're constantly like trying to please that person, well, you're going to attract a taker. It just is, you know, and the same thing with business. Yeah. I love that you said that is so true. And if you, if you pretend to like jazz, to uh-huh. have a good conversation with this person that you're interested in, you're going to be stuck with somebody who always wants to go to jazz concerts. Right. And then you what? Hate. And then what? And then you're And then screwed. at what and point do divorce. you say, you know what? I hate jazz. Right. I hate one- jazz. I got to tell you something. I hate jazz. And yeah. then you've been putting on a facade all this time. Mm-hmm. But really what I love about this too, is that it puts the responsibility on you as the person dating or the person attracting business, because yeah. you can't change other people. It's on you to set those boundaries, to find your voice, to shine your light so that you attract something that is authentically you really. Right. So, right. And you can't, you can't force someone to love you or be interested in you, you can't, um, you know, no amount of texting and (laughs) (laughs) gift buying and, and asking for compliments or, uh, reciprocated affections. No amount of that is going to do the trick is going to persuade them to like you or love you. Just like no amount of forcing, begging, wheedling, telling people how much you want them to buy your thing or, like it's go is going to work or how how perfect it is for them you've got to show the value you've got to just show them the value when it comes to selling and probably dating too you've got to live your life and be the best like be the most uh, appealing attractive version of you which is the true you that yeah. you can be and that's what's going to attract the right person and make them like you you can't well, convince them. Well, that's another thing that I think is the same with business and love is that yeah. like you can, okay, let's say now you have the right message. You use the, the mm-hmm. right words. You're, yeah. you know, congruently you as you're putting yourself out there, but then your website looks like crap or mm-hmm. your wardrobe looks like crap. And now yeah. there's incongruency with your message. Yes. Right. So now right. that's, that's the other thing that's, that is really important is visually, are you really like portraying an image that demands optimal pay or demands what you're trying to attract? Like there was a guy who he wanted to attract this athletic woman who was really active and thin and, and, and he looked like crap. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say <laughs> it, but like, he, I'm like, wait, you're trying to attract this woman yet you are wearing pleated pants and <laughs> like, Oh no. like. Oh, it was awful. And cargo, cargo shorts, I think. And then like, you know what I'm saying? And then he wasn't active. He did not eat healthy. I'm like, well, you need to be what you want to attract. And and that is also another part of the marketing is the visual aspect. Like, do you get into that with the the business piece too? Uh, I do. I mean, 
I, I try to demonstrate it. Like I don't yeah. graphics, I don't graphics shame people or right. <laughs> if they can't, if they, but I will say like if, if their website looks a mess, especially if it's cluttered with text and unreadable and not right. uh, optimized for mobile um, and all that, like it, fancy is not something that I will push on people because they, sometimes they can't afford it but doing the best they can to look put together on that end of it. Um, I will push them to do. And I just, I try to model it. I like, I love how my website looks. I love the, I like, I did a great photo shoot for it and, um, and it doesn't, like I spent a lot, but you don't have to. I just used a photographer I really loved and his prices have gone way up, but um, yeah, but I like, I think my website looks fantastic and I'm very, I'm very proud of it. And when it, when you have the great copy on your website and when it looks nice, then you're going to tell more people to go to it. It's not going to, it's not necessarily going to bring in more traffic via SEO or anything like that, but you're going to attract so many more people to your business by saying, mm -hmm. by being proud of your website or any other arm of your marketing saying, um, you know, go check me out. If I say, I'll say, go check me out at talkingshrimp.com. And there are plenty of places to sign up and, you, you know, warning, you're probably going to get, um, go down the rabbit hole and get lost in there until like 3am because I feel confident about it. And if I didn't, I know so many people who'd be like, if you ask them, where can I find you? They'd say, eh, well, don't go to my website. It's a big mess. And then the person's gone. That's so true. And it is, it's a confidence thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really glad you shared that you had insecurities when you were meeting Marie. I want to go back to that because, oh, yeah. oh like, sure. I mean, somebody would look at your website and look at you mm -hmm. and all your accomplishments and be like, oh, my God, she was insecure at one point, you know, oh. yeah. I just wondered, like, are there any tips or maybe it's just with your own journey of people who have fears around self-promotion or, you know, trying to connect with somebody it, and, and how to kind of overcome them because it does take that confidence and feelings of self-worth to, to make that, you know, initial move. Yeah. I mean, I doubt myself all the time and I do what, even though I said you have to not be worried about annoying people when you self-promote, Yeah, I do worry about it. I just override that fear. Yeah. Um, and remember that for instance, if I'm promoting a course and I'm launching it and I'm promoting it kind of relentlessly, like putting up post after post after post and telling people they should check it out and sending lots of emails. And I do send more emails than is comfortable for most people. Um, every time I hear that nagging self-doubt of like, this is going to annoy people, they're going to unsubscribe, they're going to think I'm a pest, they're going to think I'm pushy, they're going to think I'm braggy. Uh, I have to remember it's a gift to them if the right person finds it. And every um, every person I've ever been excited to find and follow or meet and date or become friends with, every movie, TV show, book, 
song, anything that I love behind it is somebody who might've said either, I don't look good today. I want to stay home or might've said, this isn't good enough. I'm not going to put it out there or so-and-so's is better or somebody might not like this. And so, and, and imagine if the, they had let them, they had let that stop them then it wouldn't exist or you wouldn't have met them or you wouldn't have found them. So you have to remember that you're doing people a disservice if you don't put yourself out there, Mm. even if you have doubts, even if you think you don't look good enough or um, you might be too much for them or whatever insecurities you have or somebody, you know, somebody else is way prettier and thinner or taller and more handsome or Mm -hmm. any of those things or a better athlete. Um, You know, if you let that stop you, you are doing a disservice to the people who are meant to find you, whether it's in business or love. I love that so much. And and it is like this monkey chatter that sometimes goes on in, in our own heads. And I always say we're our own worst enemies every single time, because for the most part, people like us. Really, yeah. and there's like psychological studies on this that we think that people don't like us as much as, you know, like that's in our head. Right. And, and the more you can kind of like get rid of those, you know, voices that are going on. And I think the name of the game, and even like with your journey is, just practice, you know, like mm-hmm. you do it once and you do it twice and three times and you keep going to hip hop class. You keep going to, yeah. you know, that certain restaurant and talk to men or women, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And it, it eventually that voice, I think, deadens as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm thinking about it now, like when you say restaurant, because I, I met my husband at a party that was at a restaurant and he's in the restaurant business. But oh. um, he like he came over to me and made sure to sit next to me. We went like it went from a restaurant to a boat Good that sailed boy. around Manhattan. <laughs> yes. And yeah. we started talking and mm-hmm. I know now that he, like he can be shy. And there are times oh. when he's like, oh, you know, there's such and such like an artist that he loves. He he's an art fiend and he'll spot someone who's like a, cera- a famous ceramicist. That's sort of a contradiction in terms, but he he'll he'll be, I'll say, well, go up to him and tell him how much you love his work. Tell him that you have a piece. And he's like, no, he doesn't want to be bothered. And so that lets me know how close, what a close call it could have been. Like he might have decided, um, I was too busy talking to somebody else that exactly. Right. And I wouldn't have met him. And we've been, married since 2007. We met over 20 years ago. We met in 2001, just before 9-11. And so, um, I mean, he is the love of my life. And I think about like, what a close call it was. I almost didn't go to the party and maybe he almost didn't come up to me and sit down next to me and talk to me. That's right. That's right. Oh, what a beautiful example of all of this that we're talking Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I can go on and on with you. I was just noticing the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, wow. how did we get here already? <laughs> um, just, I gosh, I do you have any, I mean, you've shared so much already, but I just wondered if there's any kind of last words of wisdom that you want to share around all this. And please tell everyone how we can get your books and your fabulous stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I would say, I think this is sort of reiterating what we've been talking about, but just want to remember that 
nothing and nobody is for everyone. So if you're ever thinking, oh, I don't want to alienate some people or some people aren't attracted to this, you have to remember that nothing and no one is for everyone and you are for the people you are for. And uh, so like, just as I was saying about, um, you know, behind every like song, movie, TV show, book, anything you love is somebody who almost didn't put it out there. Um for everything that you love in, the, in any of those categories, there is somebody you probably know who might say, eh, it's not for me. And there's, and, and, and a person, any person you think is universally attractive. Um, and that might be you. There's somebody out there who's like, eh, not my type. And mm -hmm. that is okay. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that person, that book, that movie, that TV show. Like I hated Game of Thrones, couldn't get into it. Doesn't mean that the writer should have retooled it. Right. it. <laughs> you know, they exactly. did just fine without me liking the show. And that's true of any person or anything. And there's you plenty of shows that you do like. Exactly. Is... Plenty of shows I do like right. and plenty of people who do like Game of Thrones. So yeah. <laughs> you have to remember it's like you're not for everyone. And that's not just OK, but it's necessary. Oh, that is so good. That's I hope everyone just wrote that down because that is that's a great <laughs> mantra to live by. <laughs> and yeah, where can everyone find your books and and. You. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Okay. So come find Tough Titties at, you can go to toughtittiesbook.com or mm -hmm. you can come over to talkingshrimp.com, which is my digital home and you will find it there. It's the same page just to redirect. And um, yeah, please come find me. I'm also on Instagram at Laura Belgray and you're going to, I know that your audience is going to love the book. You who are listening to this podcast is going to love, are going to love Tough Titties. There's a lot in there about, um, about sense of self, being yourself, also about dating. There's a chapter called How I Met My Husband. Um, there's also a chapter about a toxic relationship I was in called He's Never Going to Leave Her. So you can probably guess what that's about. And um, <laughs> there's a lot about self-reinvention, career reinvention, pivoting, um, and being a late bloomer. So if you fit into any of those categories or relate to them, this book is for you. So again, it's Tough Titties toughtittiesbook.com. I hope you will come and get a copy for yourself and for some friends because it's a, also a great book club read. Oh my God, I'm getting it right away. <laughs> I Good. keep meaning to since <laughs> I met you and yeah, I'm so yeah. excited. You'll Laura, love thank it. you so much. Don't, thank so, you, Kimmy. Yeah, it was such a fun conversation and maybe we'll have another one someday too. <laughs> I would love that. Thank yeah. you. Great talking to you. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want help, overcoming fears, and maybe you're having some challenges around meeting people in the wild in person, I have just the workshop for you coming up. And it's really soon, January 23rd, called How to Meet People IRL, which is in real life. 
I've been getting a lot of requests lately that people want to meet organically, but they just don't know how. This is a co-ed interactive workshop to give you the best tips for confidently navigating the social scene without anxiety and without uncertainty. It's more than just about dating. That's the other thing about this. It's about changing the way you mingle, present yourself, and connect daily so that you end up dating with confidence. Just click the link you see in the show notes to register or go to stophatingdating.com. But hurry because seats are limited and I would love to see you live there.